Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill, and today is the seventh day of February. Welcome, everybody. It's so good to be here. What a privilege and an honor it is to be reading and absorbing and understanding the Word of God together with all of you individually. We do it collectively, and if you want, we do it in community. And what a beautiful community all of you are. We are continuing in the reading today in the book of Exodus, chapters 25, 26, and 27. We are in the story of Moses and establishing the laws for the Israelite people and we might just see how well they do (laughs) or not well they do with the laws and maybe we can identify our own selves in the story today this week we're reading the evangelical heritage version and today we're reading exodus chapter 25 the lord spoke to moses he said speak to the people of israel so that they gather a special offering for me From everyone whose heart makes him willing, you shall gather the offering for me. This is the offering which you are to gather from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, and hides of sea cows, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones, and stones to be mounted on the special vest and on the pouch. They are to make a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. You are to make it exactly according to the design for the dwelling and the designs for all of its furniture, which I will show you. They shall make an ark of acacia wood. It is to be 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it with pure gold. Overlay it on the inside and the outside and make a gold border around it. Cast four gold rings for it and place them next to its four feet. Two rings are for one side of it and two rings for the other side. Make poles of acacia wood and to overlay them with gold. Put the poles which are used to carry the ark into the rings on the sides of the ark. The poles are to be placed into the rings on the ark They are not to be removed from the rings. Put the testimony which I am about to give to you into the ark. Make an atonement seat of pure gold, 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. Make two cherubim of hammered gold. You are to make them for the two ends of the atonement seat. Make one cherub for one end and one cherub for the other end. The cherubim on its two ends are to form one piece with the atonement seat. The cherubim will spread their wings upward so that they cover the atonement seat with their wings and they will face each other. The faces of the cherubim are to be looking inward toward the atonement seat. Put the atonement seat on top of the ark and put the testimony which I will give to you into the ark. There I will meet with you and from above the atonement seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the ark of the testimony, I will communicate to you all the commands that I will give to you for the people of Israel. You shall make a table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. 
Overlay it with pure gold and make a gold border around it. Make a three inch rim around it. Make a gold border for its rim all the way around it. Make four gold rings for it and fasten the rings to the four corners above the four legs of the table. The rings shall be close to the border to hold the poles used to carry the table. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold so that the table can be carried with them. You are to make its dishes, its small bowls, its pitchers, and its larger bowls to pour out offerings. Make them of pure gold. You are to set the bread of the presence on the table so that it is in front of me at all times. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand is to be made of hammered metal, its pedestal, its shaft, its cups, its buds, and its flowers are all to be formed as one piece with the lampstand. There are to be six branches going out from its two sides. Three branches of the lampstand are to go out from one side, and three branches of the lampstand are to go out from the other side. There are to be three cups shaped like almond blossoms with buds and flowers on the first branch, and three cups like almond blossoms with buds and flowers on the branch opposite it. All six branches going out from the lampstand are to be the same. On the lampstand itself, make four cups shaped like almond blossoms with buds and flowers. The bud under one pair of branches is to form one piece with the lampstand, and the bud under the second pair of branches is to form one piece with the lampstand, and the bud under the third pair of branches is to form one piece with the lampstand, the same for all six branches going out of the lampstand. Its buds and branches are to be made as one piece with it. All of it will be one hammered piece of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and these lamps shall be lit to give light to the area in front of the lampstand. Its wick trimmers and its pans are to be made of pure gold. It is to be made of 75 pounds of pure gold with all these accessories. See to it that you make them according to their design, which is being shown to you on the mountain. The curtain that forms the dwelling itself you shall make with ten panels of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet material. Decorate them with cherubim, which are to be the work of a skillful craftsman. The length of each panel of the curtain is to be 42 feet, and the width of each panel 6 feet. All the panels are to be the same size. Five panels of the curtain are to be connected together into one panel, and the other five panels are to be connected together into one. Attach blue loops to the edge of the last panel and the first set of curtains. In the same way, attach loops to the edge of the last panel of the second set. Make 50 loops for the edge of the first set of curtains, and make 50 loops for the edge of the second set of curtains. The loops are to be opposite one another. Make 50 gold clasps, and connect the two sets of curtains to each other with the clasps, so that the dwelling becomes one connected piece. You shall make panels for a curtain made from goat's hair, to serve as a tent over the dwelling. Make 11 panels, the length of each panel, is to be 45 feet, and the width of each panel 6 feet. The 11 panels are to be the same size. Connect 5 panels of the curtains into one unit, and connect 6 panels into another unit. Fold the 6th panel of the curtain over the front edge of the tent. Attach 50 loops to the edge of the last panel of one set of curtains, and 50 loops to the edge of the last panel in the second set. Make 50 bronze clasps, and put the clasps 
into the loops to join the two pieces of the tent together so that it forms one unit. The excess part of the curtains that form the tent which is left over, that is, the half curtain that is extra, is to hang down over the back of the dwelling. The 18 inches left over on one side and the 18 inches left over on the other side, all along the length of the tent coverings, are to be left hanging down over the sides of the dwelling on either side to cover it. We shall also make a covering for the tent made from ram skins, dyed red, and a covering made from hides of sea cows to go above that one. You shall make upright boards of acacia wood to serve as a framework for the dwelling. The length of each board is to be 15 feet, and the width of each board is to be 27 inches. There are to be two pegs on each board for connecting them to the next board. That is the way you are to make all the boards for the dwelling. Make these boards for the dwelling. Make 20 boards for the south side. Make 40 socket bases of silver to be placed under the 20 boards, two sockets to go under the first board to hold its two pegs, and two sockets to go under the next board for its two pegs. For the second side of the dwelling, the north side, make 20 boards with 40 socket bases of silver, two sockets to go under the first board, and two sockets to go under the next board. For the far side of the dwelling, the west side, make six boards. Then make two boards for each of the back corners of the dwelling. For the two corners, there are to be twin boards. From the bottom to the top, they are to be joined at the top by one ring. Both corner pieces are to be made like this. Altogether, there will be eight boards with silver socket bases, 16 socket bases, two socket bases to go under each board. You shall make crossbars of acacia wood, five crossbars for the boards on one side of the dwelling, five crossbars for the boards on the other side of the dwelling, and five crossbars for the boards on the back side of the dwelling on the west. The middle bar, placed halfway up the boards, shall pass through from one end of the boards to the other end. Overlay the boards with gold, attach gold rings to them to hold the crossbars, and to overlay the crossbars with gold. You shall set up the dwelling according to the design that is being shown to you on the mountain. You shall make a special veil of blue, purple, and scarlet material, and of fine woven linen decorated with cherubim. It shall be made as the work of a skillful craftsman. Hang it on four posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold, which stands on four socket bases of silver. The hooks are to be made of gold. Hang up the veil below the spot where the clasps join the two parts of the dwelling. Then bring the Ark of the Testimony inside the veil. The veil shall separate the holy place from the most holy place for you. You shall put the atonement seat on top of the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy place. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand opposite the table on the south side of the dwelling. You shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the entry to the tent from blue, purple, and scarlet material and of fine woven linen, the work of an embroiderer. Make five posts of acacia wood to support the screen and to overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be gold, and you shall cast five bronze socket bases for them. You shall make the altar of acacia wood seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. The altar shall be square, and it shall be four and a half feet high. You shall make horns on its four corners. These horns are to be made as one piece with the altar and you are to overlay the altar with bronze. Make pails to take away its fat-drenched ashes. Make shovels, basins, meat hooks, and fire pans for the altar. 
make all its utensils of bronze. Make a grate for it, which is a lattice work of bronze, and make four bronze rings for the four corners of the lattice work grate. Set the grate in place below the top edge of the altar, so that the grate rests halfway down from the top of the altar. Make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and to overlay them with bronze. These poles are to be put through the rings on the two sides of the altar whenever it is carried. You are to make the altar hollow with sides made of boards. They are to make it as it is being shown to you on the mountain. You shall make the courtyard for the dwelling. For the south side of the courtyard there shall be hangings of fine woven linen 150 feet long for that side. There shall be 20 posts for it and their 20 socket bases shall be bronze. The hooks for the posts and the connectors shall be silver. In the same way, for the north side, there shall be hangings 150 feet long, with 20 posts and 20 bronze socket bases. The hooks for the posts and their connectors shall be silver. For the courtyard on the west side, there shall be hangings 75 feet wide, with 10 posts and 10 socket bases. The width of the courtyard on the east side shall be 75 feet. The hangings on one side of the entry gate shall be 22 feet, 6 inches wide with 3 posts and 3 socket bases. For the other side, there shall be hangings 22 feet, 6 inches wide with 3 posts and 3 socket bases. For the entryway into the courtyard, there shall be a screen 30 feet wide made of blue, purple, and scarlet material and of fine woven linen, the work of an embroiderer. Make four posts for it and four socket bases. All the posts around the courtyard shall be connected with silver. Their hooks shall be silver and their socket bases bronze. The length of the courtyard shall be 150 feet and the width 75 feet on both ends. The height of the hangings of fine woven linen shall be seven and a half feet. Its socket bases shall be bronze. All the utensils for all the services of the dwelling all its tent stakes and all the stakes for the courtyard shall be bronze. You shall command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives for the light so that the lamp may burn every night. In the tent of meeting in front of the veil which is in front of the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall tend the lamp before the Lord from evening to morning. This shall be a permanent regulation throughout their generations for the people of Israel. So yesterday we started reading the laws that God gave to Moses for Moses to bring to the people and to put in place to establish this community, a people that is set apart, a holy people where they will be God's people and God will be their God. And we might start noticing this phrase more and more a lot. And I think the intentionality of the phrase may be to remind the people who they are, what is required of them, and why, you might ask. That's a fair question. Why do we need to be reminded of who we are, whose we are? Because distractions can so easily and quickly take us out of remembering who we are, whose we are. And it doesn't take long to get lost, right? If you are on a road and you're sure of where you're going and one wrong turn, you can get so turned around. This can also be true in our identity, I believe, as 
not just followers of Jesus, but human beings. When the voices get loud, when people-pleasing becomes our Achilles heel, when, when the opinions of people start mattering more than the direction and the voice of God. And so that was yesterday. Today we turn the page and we are seeing an establishment of a meeting place where God himself, who has so far spoke directly to these pillars, pioneers in the Bible, and is now going to establish a dwelling place for his presence, for him to meet with, uh, we're gonna begin with Moses, and then we're going to see the progression of who God calls to come and meet with him and the requirement of such men to not only set the place for the presence of God, but to set a practice or a ritual for intentionality of that time spent with God and the priests and the men that he chooses to meet with. So if we're not careful, we are once again in a place where we can just start zoning out and take a detour in our thoughts. And one wrong turn that leads us into a place that we have no idea where we're at and how we got there. And it's a long way back into the story and we have lost everything that was just read, or maybe I'm simply just describing myself. But we could ask ourselves, and it would be a fair question, what do the details of this place mean? Why do they matter? I don't know if I have the exact answer for that. I do find just a little hidden nugget here in the reading today. In chapter 26, the second part of verse 31, it shall be made as the work of a skillful craftsman. We are talking about the intentionality of the God of the universe, the creator of our existence and everything we see before us. Contextually, we are in a time where there were other gods being worshipped. This is why we are going to hear, have no other gods before me. We get in certain situations of desperation and we will worship or go to just about anybody that will give us an answer or a glimmer of hope. And so the reminder here from the God of the universe is to put no other God beside or above him. Do cherubim and silver threads and bronze thingamabobs matter to God? In this context, they do. This is the instruction. We are talking about the God of the universe making a place of intentionality to come and meet with the people that he chooses to meet with, to be a people set apart. There must be a certain standard of people, a certain standard of excellence. And if we just go back 70, 60 years ago and see the craftsmanship of, let's say, furniture or a house, before things got into mass production to cut corners and save money, we see the craftsmanship. 
the intentionality. We see the design, the attention to detail. If you have never known God to be intentional, maybe this is a word as we're reading through these chapters in Exodus, where you will come to know God, the God of intention and intentionality, and to whom much is given, much is required. When we have to give something of ourselves in sacrifice, in memorial, in intentionality, it sticks. The lesson is learned a whole lot longer through life. And so this might give just a bit of context and understanding in these details as we read this and go forward in the next days and weeks. So Jesus, we thank you for being so intentional with our hearts. Even though so many times we come to you in our haphazardness, our carelessness, our convenience, if we stop and take the time to know you and recognize you, we will truly see how intentional you are with our hearts, with our lives, and with how you come and show yourself to us. I pray that we would recognize you and know you in a more deeply and a more intimate way. Thank you for being intentional with the details of our lives. I pray this now in the name of your Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Jill. Look forward to turning the page with you together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Hey, Chronological. Hope everybody is doing great. I just wanted to ask that you guys pray for my band. We are a Christian metal band. We're going on tour. We're going up to South Carolina, and we're out of Florida. So if you guys wouldn't mind praying for us, for us, I'd greatly appreciate it. And just know that uh, I am actually the drummer. I listen to Daily Audio Bible on a daily basis, as everybody should, because it's the best place to be. And I feel the love from each and every one of those who do put their prayers in and just know that Jesus is on the throne. So again, guys, uh, my band, What We Seek, we're going on tour. We're a Christian metal band, and we're spreading the gospel through it. So I just want you guys to pray that we're able to touch those who need to hear God's word and, uh, you know, that we have safe travels. We're out of Florida, so we got to go all the way to South Carolina and back and all that good stuff. So again, I love each and every one of you guys. I'm so glad to be a part of a community like this where everybody's willing to pray for each other. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Have a good one. Hey, Dapsy. This is Tanya calling in from Suffolk. Today is Friday, December the 2nd. I just finished listening to the commentary for today. And burning the burning bush that will not be devoured. I appreciate your honesty and what you shared with us um, in wrestling of you scrolling on Facebook and your childhood friends and things. So I often try to tell my children and tell myself as well, we often look at others and um, what they have and what we don't have. But I always tell my kids and try to remember for myself, you don't know what the other person went through 
to get to where they are in life, whether, you know, they're showing happiness, um, they are increasing finances and all of those things like that. I say again, we never know what that person or people have been through to get to where they are in life. So I once again, I appreciate your um, honesty, your vulnerability. And I too want to say, Lord, you know, thank you. And then forgive and forgive me as well, because I've been that way in some situation. I was like, Lord, wait a minute. This is not me. I thank you for the things that I have, the things that you will have allowed for me to have. And if any other things that is in your will for me to have, Father, things that I have to go through to get to that purpose and to that blessing, I ask that God just continue to strengthen us and who we are in him and who we are as a person. So once again, burning bush that won't be devoured. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. As always, Dabsy, I love you guys. Continue to be encouraged and know that God can do all things but fail. And whether we see him working on our behalf or not, just remember that God is always in the back scenes working it out for us. As always, Dabsy, I love you guys. Have a great day. Good morning on a rainy Saturday. Uh, this is Duncan, the piano man in Fredericksburg, Texas. I want to pray. Uh, I want to thank God for the uh, successful board meeting that he brought, that uh, he allowed to happen yesterday, of which I'm the president. We had a, a wonderful board meeting, and it's God's doing, not mine. Uh, I'm going to pray now for, for Sanja's husband, Father God. Uh, I pray for Sonia and her husband, Father, and especially, Lord, that you would touch uh, touch him in uh, the hurting places, that you would heal his legs, heal his hips, and so on, and that you would restore him to health. I pray this for this uh, for Tim, for Adrian and for Tim, newlyweds there in Maryland, where I grew up in Maryland. And I ask you to, uh, Father, to touch them both. And I give Saint one word only, and that is the, what the word Saint Mark, Michael, the archangel, said: "The Lord rebuke you, Satan." Father, we have these battles, and we can uh, we can't fight them alone. We can't, and we need your help. And you always give it, just as you did for the Israelites when they crossed the Red Sea. And Pharaoh's army got drowned, like the old spiritual said. Lord, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Thank you, Jesus. My time is short. We love you, Lord. Amen. Good morning, Dabsy family. This is Roxanne from North Carolina. I'm calling in. It's uh, February 3rd, calling in for Sonia and her husband, Mike. Um, also calling in for his mighty tortoise and her new husband and um, for Dina. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for Sonia. Um, Lord God, we ask for recovery, restoration for her husband, um, for his uh, hip or knee that she called in about from the accident. We just praise God that they're small fractures. Lord God, so we thank you and we just, you know, we just lift him up to you um, and that you will heal him properly. Lord God, I'm also asking for his mighty tortoise. Um, her and her husband, her new husband, are being attacked by the enemy. And I, I believe, God, that because they are married now, Lord God, the enemy hates it even more. He hates marriage. So, Father God, we just ask that you will be a covering over them and extend it out to their family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Um, we all pray. And, and, and we know that, Lord God, that you would just cast him out in the name of Jesus, Lord. Um, for Dina, Father, 
We just thank you, Lord God, that she had the courage to call in, Lord God. Father God, we just ask a healing of her heart. We ask that you would bring somebody close to her to talk to her um, and to let her know that you love her um, and that she is she's needed here until, you know, you call her home, next, you know, in your heavenly realm when it's supposed to, not when she um, deems it should be, Lord God. Dina, we just ask that you would call in. We love you. And we want you here. And the Lord wants you here. Um, he has a purpose for your life. And we just thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. I love you, Dabsey family. Be blessed. Bye.